0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Television Program. Or if you're listening by radio, welcome. I'm actually in Jerusalem, Israel, right now. Yesterday I met in the Knesset. I was with different leaders of the parliament as well as other leaders. And uh, I'm staying in the home of Roy Kendall. He's been on my program before. And his good friends, and now my friends, Stephen and Linda Short, were here. And they have a ministry, and I thought I'd introduce you to what they do. So, uh, Stephen and Linda, welcome. Well, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, your ministry is His mini- Majesty's Ministries. His Majesty's Ministries. Hey. That's what all of our ministries should be, His Majesty's ministry. Yeah. And so, hey, great name. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. You want to start, Linda?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I was expecting you to talk to him, so you may want to start.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. You you know, you have a lot to say. Uh, We've been talking a lot, but uh, why don't you start off, Stephen?
2: Okay. uh, Well, first I'll tell you that I usually whenever we perform somewhere, we've performed all over the world. Uh, We have done uh, original musical dramas, biblical ones. And when I share my testimony at the end of a production, I like to say that I believe God has a sense of humor. Okay. Because he took a hopeless drug addict. Wow, so you were in drugs. Yes, and he, I was a drug dealer and a drug addict. Wow. And he cleaned me up, he saved me, he set me free, Healed filled you. me with the spirit, and then he put me in a dress and sent me around the world to tell the people about the love of Jesus. And I say dress because you know, they wore the long gowns, gowns. in the you biblical bet. days. You bet. Well, let me and, get back to you
0: a little bit. Now, so you were a bad boy. Yes, yes,
2: I was. How bad were you? It wasn't good. Um, I I started dealing drugs in high school, actually. Okay. And then I, I came from California to Florida uh, because my brother needed someone to drive him. He had lost his leg in an industrial accident, and I had to drive him to New Jersey for the court cases. And he also was a drug dealer. And so uh I took over basically his business in Florida and I'm glad my mother is in her grave now because it would have really broke her heart, you know, to know that this was going on with her boys. But God saw fit, and I it might have been because of my mother's prayers. God saw fit to to change us. He uh we I went uh what happened was I had, I had already s- stopped believing in what I was doing, uh, but I didn't know any other way of life. It's all I had done, uh, never held a job. I'd always just sold drugs. So I was gonna make one last drug deal and uh, put everything I had into it and then retire. Sure. I was 19 years old and <laughs> well, god had other ideas i i did exactly that i put everything we had into it and then when i went to sell my drugs like i always did it was the strangest experience of my life nobody wanted to get high wow weird uh and so i now i'm don't know what i'm gonna do because i've got all my money into this and I, i go back to our apartment that we had in this particular city. And uh, I started to pull into the driveway. I was kind of depressed. I stopped at the end of the driveway. I looked up and I noticed that things were different. All the lights were on in the house. And see, back then, you know, we were all hippies. And so there would be, the lights would be out. We would have black lights and psychedelic music playing. And it was different. Every light in the house was on. The you could see right into the house. You know with the windows up. And I said, "What is going on?" I realized all of a sudden that my place had been raided by the police. Wow! And so I did. I didn't continue down the driveway. I got out of there. I shared that apartment with like four or five other drug dealers. They all went to jail for 25 years. Uh, but I spent the night in the woods. And, and a couple of days later, uh, anyhow, my brother and this other guy that was traveling with us, they went out early in the morning, uh, and I didn't know where they went, and I went looking for them, and uh, I, I as I was walking down the street, I said, have you seen, you know, because I had long hair and everything.
1: Long flowing, colorful robe. Yeah,
2: and I said, have you seen some guys that look like me, and they said, uh-huh. And I said, where are they? They said, they're in that house on the corner. And so I said, in the house? So I figured it was a crack house or, you know, something like that. And I thought, oh, boy, because, you know, it's dangerous. You can get into a lot of trouble. Right. And so I went and I knocked on the door and this tiny little black woman uh, answered the door and she said, praise the Lord, brother. Come on in. And I didn't, know, I didn't know what to think. And, and I said, have you seen my brother and my friend? She said, uh, yes. She says, they're in that room at the end of the hall. And I said, okay. And so I started down there and I opened the door. There they are on their knees at a piano bench. And they've, they're crying and smiling all at the same time. And I said, what's wrong with these guys? And she says, these boys is saved. Wow. wow. I didn't know what that meant. Wow. and so <laughs> uh i said, "Well, get up. We've got business to take care of because i had to get rid of all these drugs." Um anyhow, a uh, long story short, they were saved. They wanted to go to a prayer meeting uh in Vero Beach, Beach, Florida. And i i took them to that prayer meeting but told them they'd have to find their own way home because i was going to Lauderdale to, you know, get rid of my drugs. And uh well, when we got there, I hadn't really paid attention to how I didn't know Vero Beach. And so I I didn't know how to get back out to the highway. And I said, well, how am I going to get back out to the highway? He said, oh, come on in. It won't last long. And then we'll show you the way. And so uh, I went in, real friendly folks, uh, and they all began to pray at the same time. Well, I didn't know what it was then, but the Holy Spirit came upon me. Convicted, you know, all of a sudden, I realized I was a sinner. And I, I I, said, Lord, I need you to forgive me for what I've done to myself and others with drugs. And I looked at my arms, which I had collapsed with needles and my veins, and, and I said, I need you to heal me. And at that moment, <laughs> The power of God came on me and healed me. He forgave me. I knew I was forgiven. I couldn't believe it. I could tell that he forgave me of my sins. I felt different. Then he started healing me, and I thought I was going to die. Wow. The power of God was stronger than any drug I had ever done. Anyhow, that was my beginning, and I, I sang a song to the Lord there. I was a rock and roll singer, too, and I... I sang a song. I said, what would you think if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? See, wow, I good. I knew that I was not church material. And I thought, I'm going to be an embarrassment to these folks. Uh, everybody knows who I am and what I do and I'm just gonna ruin their reputation. And, uh, but God's not worried about his reputation. No, no. (laughs) And so, that was my beginning. I had a PA system, I donated it to the ministry because I didn't believe I could make it. Uh, And I wanted something to go on in this ministry, but God has held me in his hand from that day until now. And he has sent me all over the world to tell people about the love of Jesus.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, I I felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to go on a little bit about his background, his testimony here, uh, because some of you are in addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever the addiction is. He was a drug pusher, a drug user. Uh, What type of drugs?
2: Well, my favorites were uh, LSD and, well, got into MDA, which was really bad. Uh, but I, in the end, I was in, on opium and stuff. It wasn't good.
0: Now, listen to these. This is hardcore drugs. And uh, being a drug pusher, you can be a bad boy. And uh, but yet, right now, right now, he's in Jerusalem <laughs> and uh, ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I think that's great. And uh, let's get into what you're doing right now uh you sort of had the appearance like uh, you're portraying christ when i first met you
2: yes i was uh the one who owns this house was our music minister in florida okay and i was a carpenter and i was building the sets for the easter production and he just as i was finishing he said steve i have a problem i don't have anyone to play the part of jesus so I looked at him and I said, Roy, you got a problem. <laughs> I said, I don't do drama. I said, I'll work the sound for you. I'll work backstage. And he said, i got another problem. He says, Jesus sings a song in the garden. And he says, I don't know anyone else in the church that can hit the notes but you. And I said, you got two weeks to find somebody else. And I said, if you don't, I'll bail you out this one time. Well, 17 years later, uh, we were doing plays here in Israel, and we continued to do them here for nine years uh, because that's just that was God's plan for our lives. Uh, I went from I don't do drama to doing it full time uh, because God had better things in mind. Linda, mm-hmm. you're involved. Oh yeah. Yeah, you tell me how you get involved.
0: You know, with this man. Where did you come into the drama program.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, (laughs) first of all, I'll tell you that uh, I had gotten my drugs from him.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. And then
1: when he got saved at this tent ministry, he ended up, he had long hair then. Yeah. And God told him to cut his hair. Okay. And me and several other girls came to see Steve Short with his hair cut. Wow. And we ended up getting saved. Oh my. And so anyway, so then Steve and I ended up getting married, very young, and um, so all these years later, and we were in Israel doing plays, and God gave me a dream that we were going to be doing these plays full time. Wow. And so that's, uh, I like drama, (laughs) he he was a singer-songwriter, he did not want to do drama. I tell people he came in kicking and screaming, but he ended up loving it because he realized that, that God's smart and we could go into other countries and do plays and they feel like it's a cultural event.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So, so that's how our ministry got started.
0: Wow. And you see, she can talk. <laughs> and uh, I knew once you got started. See, I, I've been listening to you off the film, <laughs> uh, uh, off television. And you can talk pretty good. And uh, so 17 years, huh? 17 years?
1: Oh, so that was just 17 years at our church. At your church?
0: Jesus. Oh, and you played yeah. it at your church, Jesus. Okay.
1: And every year. And he always felt like, okay, I'm doing it for this amount of time. Sure, and then sure. And I'm done. Okay. So when I had the dream and he was not happy... He said, "You're telling me I'm going to have to do this all the time." And uh, anyway,
0: God changed his heart. So, how long now, away from the church, have you been traveling nations or uh, you know uh, states in the United
2: States and portraying Jesus? How long? Well, it's probably- Longer
1: than Jesus was on this
0: earth.
2: Wow! <laughs> yeah. I, well, let's see. 17 years with our church, and then nine years we came to Israel. Uh, in a row, doing plays, and then after that, we began His Majesty's Ministries, and we've been doing that since 2006, I believe. So it's 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 a lot of years. And 2006, uh, that's 17 years. Right. Mm-hmm. Another 17. Oh, 2023.
0: That's
1: right.
0: <laughs> There's another 17. Yeah. 17, 17, 34 years. Yeah.
1: Yes, wow. That's what I said. Longer than Jesus has been born. Yeah,
0: 33 years. Sorry, he on was on. Earth. <laughs> that's right, and 34 years. So you, you portray Jesus
2: uh, in these dramas. Yes. Uh, uh, our church, and the way many churches do it, is they'll have a choir singing and Jesus, you know, going through some motions, like the Last Supper or something. And I just hated that. You know, it was like I had to look holy for seven minutes while they sang. And uh so when we st- started writing our own stuff I wrote about my own you know about Jesus body and blood and Jesus was singing you know this blood will heal your body this blood can cleanse your soul you know I I let Jesus do the talking instead of a choir about his own body and blood in the last supper you know Wow wow so uh, you've, you've been traveling, and then as
0: you're doing this drama, then you're, you're seeing people get saved, get, oh, people get healed, awesome. people get delivered, right? Yes, Yes, we've definitely. seen it all. Oh, talk a little bit about that.
2: Okay, we, we were in Brazil, and we did the Last Supper. Well, in the first trip to Brazil, I think we did it 17 times in Portuguese. Now, I memorized the script in Portuguese. I didn't speak Portuguese. Uh, but... Oh, the results were awesome. In fact, the worst night of our life...
1: With the sound, everything going wrong. Everything it was, it
2: was horrible. Well, our, our vehicle broke down, we were an hour late getting there, and then we had to set up in front of the congregation, and had no time to rehearse with the disciples, and then at the end of the production, gave an altar call. The altars were full, In fact, one of the people that came forward was the father of one of the disciples who had never stepped into a church, and he came forward to give his life to Christ. Wow. Wow. It
1: was powerful.
2: Wow. So we've had some wonderful experiences uh, uh, in Romania. The same thing. Uh, One of the scariest ones was at the end of the Last Supper, I gave my testimony and gave an altar call with an interpreter. And... This elderly man. Now, in Romania, you have to understand it was in a gypsy village and they're very patriarchal. In other words, this old man was the head of a clan. I've been to Romania. Okay. So, this man's the head of a clan and he comes forward, he's in a wheelchair, and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to want to walk. You know? (laughs) I said, God, whatever it is, you know. It's it ain't me, happen. it's not me, it's you. you know. And so, and so I asked through the interpreter, I said, what does this man want? And he said, he wants to receive Christ. And so I led him into sinner's prayer. His entire family was just weeping because they had probably been waiting and praying for this man to come to Jesus. And when, believe me, when that man got baptized, probably over a hundred people got baptized with him because they would not do it until the patriarch got baptized. Wow. So, you got your drugs from him at one time. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and then you got drugs uh, through the Holy Spirit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Holy Spirit high, not, not drug it's high. It's much better with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> wow, 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 yes. wow. Now, he gave his testimony. So, how did you then accept Christ?
1: Well, as I said, actually, the first time that he invited us to this tent ministry, after he had come to know Jesus, um, I had an experience, but I didn't give my heart to him. Okay. And that was like in November, December yeah. of 1970. And then in March is when he, him and his brother had actually moved back to Alabama because they wanted to read the Word, and so that. They didn't want to be fooled by any man. They wanted to know what the word of God. Said.
0: Yes, yes. So
1: they went back there, and while he was there, he said that he prayed and asked God. He said, "I feel like I need a wife," and he said, "I was the only one that came to his mind."
0: <laughs> 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 so,
1: and we had not dated. I was young. Yeah, I yeah. Was very young. Uh-huh. We met it when I was fourteen. Wow. So, and we got married when I was 16.
0: And how old were you? 20. Well, okay, well, that's not bad. Yeah. I mean, now, now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, So, anyway, but when I went back, you know, that it was in March of 1971, I mean, I received Christ and got filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time. Wow. You know, we watch people struggle to like receive the Holy Spirit. I said God knew what we needed. We needed that to to, you know, we had come out of the drug scene and he knew what we were gonna need. Mm. and that we needed his Holy Spirit inside of us from the beginning.
0: Well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And the Holy Spirit is certainly, well, he comes in upon salvation, but then there's what we call a baptism. Yeah, the baptism. You know, because Jesus said, go tarry. Till you're endued with my power, don't even try to represent me. And half of the church is trying to represent him, failing miserably. We need the power of God. Yes, we do. And that's why I'm starting Eagle Saving Nations. I've started Mm it. get into the NFL NFL stadiums, NBA stadiums, uh, arenas, civic centers, and and once again, focus on the power of God coming upon 60, 70, 80,000 people at one time going forth to speak the truth Instead of being fearful and intimidated, and lead another great awakening uh, yeah. through the United States
2: and around the world. Amen. Yeah. Well, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. <laughs> and and we see do too. <laughs> and see, both of us were baptized in the Holy Spirit the moment that we ask and receive forgiveness. And so we thought that's the way it happened with everybody. Yeah. And so when I went out witnessing, man, I was I mean, I was ready to lay hands on them for the Holy <coughs> Spirit right there Good. because that's the only way that I knew it. You worked. betcha! You betcha! And uh, Oral Roberts did that. We went to we were invited to one of his meetings, and he asked at the end of him sharing, and I'm thinking we're all saved, right? And he says, "Is there anyone here that would like to, you know, give their life to Christ?" You know, and they, there was probably about a hundred people, you know. And I said, "What? <laughs> They're supporting his ministry and they don't even know the Lord." Wow! Yeah and so and then after he prayed with them for (coughs) salvation he says now you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and he asked them you know to stand up and to receive and, and they did and so like and I agreed with that theology because that's how it happened to me I didn't have to wait. I didn't have to learn about it. I didn't have to study, nothing. It was a gift of God, you know. And I wish it happened to more people like that because it, it's a whole lot simpler.
0: Amen. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, I'm Dr. Jonathan Hansen, the president of World Ministries International. We are in Jerusalem, Israel, right now. Stephen and Linda Short. His Majesty's Ministries. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a unique title, but I like it. Especially, we're in Israel. His Majesty's yeah. Ministries. And, and, you know, this is the first time in over 20 years of television, actually about 23, 24 years, that uh, he's been representing Christ. And, uh, you know, he sort of looks like him. <laughs> face, hair, and shorts. I never had somebody on my set with shorts. Just, and, <laughs> uh, you know, the common man. And Jesus ministered as a common man, not as an aristocrat.
2: Amen.
0: You know, some people are so high and mighty, and, but Jesus just mingled with the people. Yeah. And that's why they received him, is he didn't act high and mighty. He was just ordinary, meaning he just wasn't filled with pride. Yeah. And so he just mingled with people, and they sensed his genuineness and his love. And obviously, many were set free. Yep. I noticed that about you first time I met you folks, and I didn't know, Boy, didn't tell me. But before he left, he said, you might want to interview them too, and uh, they've been representing Christ and drama, and, but he never told me about your drug problems, <laughs> and I'm sure he, he knew that this would all come out on film. Yes, he did. And I'm so glad, because many people have addictions. Yes. And this is part of our ministry. The ministry of Christ is to set people free.
2: That's right.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, Stephen, why don't you look into the camera and you talk to people, pray for people. We have a couple minutes left.
2: Okay. Well, I want you to know that when I received Christ, when He forgave me, I thought He had made a mistake. I knew that I wasn't church material. I wasn't like the rest of these good folks. I didn't know who they were before they became Christians. I know this, and this is what I tell people all over the world. If he could forgive me, he can forgive anyone. If he could love me, he can love anyone. And if he could heal me, he would heal anyone. And he did heal me. I had destroyed my body with drugs. And he corrected everything that was wrong with me. And he had a lot of patience. Like I said, I knew I wasn't church material. In fact, I didn't even know a him until... I don't know how many years later, because all of the songs that we did in our church were songs that I wrote. It was that Jesus movement you've heard so much about. Well, God is doing it again. And He is reaching out. He wants you to know that He wants to forgive your sins and give you a new life more than you want it yourself. And I want to pray for you right now. Father, I know that there are those that are in the same shape I was in. There are those that are hooked on drugs. There are those that, well, they've just made a wreck of their lives. And Father, I know that you're big enough and you care enough to reach out and to touch those lives and give them a brand new beginning, forgiving everything that they have done and letting them start anew in Jesus Christ and it's in his name that I pray for them. Amen. Once again, ladies and
0: gentlemen, you're watching, listening, the warning program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. We are in Jerusalem, in Israel. Again, sounding the alarm, reaching the nations. It's so critical that we're ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Only the church can bring peace to the nations. Right now, they're trying to topple the sovereignty of all nations, moving us into what the Bible says and warns about in Revelation, a one-world government. Mm -hmm. Well, only the church can bring peace to any nation. Only the church can stop the plans of Satan. We need another great awakening. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. Help us get into the stadiums and let Pentecost once again come down so the church, instead of being fearful, intimidated, many times cowards, run, high, lie. Instead, they go forth with power and authority, not fear and intimidated. Speak the truth because truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. We must go forth representing the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, and bring salvation to the nations. Help me bring the world and America under the authority of Christ, eagle-saving nations. Shalom. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, this warning program is entirely supported by you. If you want to keep us on your local channel, we need your help. Send your donations to 360-629-5248 operators will take your donations or my website www.worldministries.org you can donate that way or send a check to world ministries international p.o box 277 stanwood washington 98292 thank you and may god richly bless you